0: what's going on who that nation it is yours truly tj jones the host of the state of the saints podcast thank you so much for checking out the state of the saints podcast where we talk new orleans saints and uh who that nation um uh, i'm about to have a show that um i wasn't prepared for um a show that um i definitely uh didn't want to have uh we're going to be talking about richard sherman of course I'm pretty sure a lot of you know by now that Richard Sherman um, has been arrested. Uh, He has been arrested for uh, burglary domestic violence. Uh, According to ESPN, I'm going to read this report, says free agent cornerback Richard Sherman is facing several charges, including one on suspicion of burglary domestic violence after he was arrested at his wife's parents residence in Redmond, Washington, early Wednesday. Redmond Police Department Chief Daryl Lowe said at the news conference Wednesday that Sherman also faces charges of suspicion of resisting arrest and malicious mischief. In addition, Washington State Patrol Captain Ron Mead said at the news conference at his department is also ready to refer Sherman to prosecutors for possible misdemeanor DUI and hit and run charges related to a separate incident Wednesday sherman sustained minor lacerations to the lower leg and ankle and was treated at a local hospital as a result of contact from a police dog which was used in apprehension low said an officer at the scene also received minor injuries he said so um who that nation i wasn't prepared to have a show like this man i was um going to be talking about some of these young cornerbacks that the saints have on the roster. I, that was the the focus on the show tonight. But of course, uh, you know, so many people hit me up about uh, Richard Sherman. Uh, Richard Sherman was definitely on a lot of members of the who nations radar when it comes to possibly signing with the new Orleans saints, a lot of members of the who that nation, including myself wanted to see uh, Richard Sherman sign with the new Orleans saints. But you know, I don't know, man. It, th- these type of situations always make me very uncomfortable to talk about, you know, especially uh since I heard the nine one call, which I'm going to play for you all. Uh um this is Richard Sherman's wife uh calling nine one one um after uh, you know, she was very concerned about Richard Sherman. Check it out.
1: Um I, I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and boys the- Stop! stop. Um, what's the address? Are there he any is, weapons? Stop. We, are there we any took, We took to – no, me. there's no – I'm I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. There are You're no, left, there left, are no weapons. You need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information I need to get officers expedited. I need officers here now. What's he doing that, that you think he's going to harm he's, himself? He's being, he's, he's being aggressive. He has sent text messages. I took the I took the keys out. They're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. He and he's saying that if the police show up, that so please don't shoot is what I'm asking. Okay, wait, say that again. He has no says if the he has, police he show he up. Said, he what? said if the police show up, that he'll try to fight them. So they okay. need to understand that he is. He is. Okay. It been physical with anybody there? You said he's trying to fight yes, your yes, uncle? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. How has it been physical? He just tried to fight him. Okay, trying to fight somebody and actually being yes, physical he did, is too difficult. How has it her. been physical? <laughs> it's Sorry, a, it's right a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. Is that a Savannah SUV? It's it's just a black sedan Mercedes SUV. Okay, he's not going to be able to get out the gate. I cut it off. What do you mean you cut it off? I cut the gate. We live behind it. It's it's Richard Sherman. Like, ma'am, this is like a emergency. I need officers here now.
0: (sighs) Man, um, you know what? Who that nation? Uh, I was one of those people that. Definitely wanted to see Richard Sherman a part of the New Orleans Saints team. Uh, but it seems to me that Richard Sherman doesn't need football right now. Um, it seems that Richard Sherman uh, is really going through some things. Uh, that was a very disturbing 911 call. And I know it had to take a lot for his wife to call 911, especially the fact that. You know, he, he's such a public figure, man. Everybody know who Richard Sherman is, especially in the state of Washington. And for her to call 911 on him, uh, hearing some of the things that she's saying, talking about him thinking about killing himself, uh, being drunk. Man, I, I just feel awful, man, to hear, uh, you know, a woman uh, crying for 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 a husband. You know, Richard Sherman is still in jail right now, um, you know, during the making of this podcast. I'm recording this right now at 930 at night on a Wednesday. And um, Richard Sherman is still in custody. Uh, He will be able to stand before uh, the court, uh, I think, Thursday afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. Once again, some things are bigger than football. Um, Richard Sherman is a great football player. Um, three-time All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler. But life is real, folks. Life is real. Life is real. You know, like, we look at these guys being larger than life. They give us so many great moments when we're watching them on television. They give us reasons to be proud of. And, um, when you look at situations or hear situations like this, man, it just say, I just hope that this brother gets the help that he needs, man. Like, forget about, you know, New, you know, New Orleans Saints possibly uh, getting them and, you know, the chance of the New Orleans Saints getting him, man. Forget about all that. I'm more concerned about what this guy can do after football because there are so many situations that we hear like this, who that nation, and we kind of sweep it under the rug, man. We 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 label these guys crazy. We we label these guys insane. We talk about the bankroll that they got. We talk about the money that they have in the bank, but we don't really address the seriousness of what football can actually do to you. You know, taking all those hits. You know, and you know, and 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 just dealing with that man taking a wear and tear on your body, and sometimes, man those hits can take a toll. And I just hope that this guy, you know, can find some help. And I hope that it wasn't serious. And hopefully it was just one of those situations where Richard Sherman, you know, just had a little bit too much to drink. And he was just talking a little bit out of his mind because Richard Sherman is such a smart guy. You know, like he, he has a life outside of football. Like if this guy wanted to go into broadcasting, he could, if this guy wanted to probably do something politically, he probably could have. You know, like, he has, like, so many avenues he can travel. And when you hear a guy, you know, you know, thinking about possibly killing himself, according to his wife, allegedly, it's sad. It's sad, man. And, and you wonder to yourself, like, what caused this type of reaction? You know what I'm saying? Was it the fact that, I don't know, I'm just speculating. Was the fact that, all of a sudden you become like one of the most well-touted players in the world. And all of a sudden you're not, you know what I'm saying? You have to come to grips with your immortality. You got to think about something that you possibly been doing since you were a teenager, you no longer will be doing like what was going through his mind. Like, and, and you can hear like the pain and hurt and fear in his, in his wife, you know, listening to that phone call. Whatever is going on with Richard Sherman, I just hope that he gets it together, man. Once again, the Saints are going to be okay. You know, some of us wanted him to come to New Orleans. Some of us were probably, you know, anticipating, you know, maybe the Saints working something out with him. But I'm off I'm off that bandwagon. I'm off that bandwagon, man. I'm sorry. I'm off that bandwagon. Like, there are some things that are worth more than just seeing a a a, a well sought out player on your team i hope this brother get the help that he needs and hopefully it's not too serious um like i said man these type of situations always uh, make me uncomfortable to talk about man because domestic violence is real uh suicide is real um i I, this is near and um, dear to me especially this subject because I have been a person that that dealt with depression, uh, anxiety. Um, I was a person that thought about, you know, ending my life from, you know, at, at one time, you know, and, and when I hear about people thinking about possibly taking everything and just throwing it all away by ending their own life, I got to take it serious. Um, for all those people out there that are checking out the state of the saints podcast that's dealing with anxiety depression uh possibly possible thoughts of suicide just know man that there are people out there that love you there's help out there for you there are individuals that would really truly miss you if you were to leave this world um i feel like that message is appropriate uh for a podcast like this uh thank y'all very much for checking out the state of the saints podcast i'm gonna go ahead and uh read some comments uh mobile up the phone lines man because uh i know a lot of people got some things to say about richard sherman i'm gonna read some comments then i'm gonna open up the phone lines my goodness man my goodness brian says can you come back on tomorrow and let us uh know what the updates is uh if you don't mind Brian, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't like having shows like this. Um, Probably not going to have another show like this again. Um, Like I said, man, this hits uh, too close to home to me, Uh, especially when somebody, you know, especially like with with situations like this, man. I I just want to have a one and done episode of this. And the reason why I'm having this, this show right now is because people, you know, have been asking me to do a show on this. This wasn't the topic for this edition of the State of Saints podcast. Uh, He got to be on suicide watch. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think that's the reason why they're not setting bail. I mean, anytime a guy, you know, texts people and talk about, you know, possibly committing suicide, fighting with the police, I mean, it, it seems like this guy is on the edge, man. And I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Um, but I just hope that he gets the help he needs. And he is better than this situation he's going through. He's a better man than that. We never know what people are going through. That's just a fact. Um, we, we look at people and we look at them and it seems like they got their life together. They got money in the bank. they're they're successful they got a good job they got a nice car and we just think that that person has the world on the string but in reality we don't know what's going on behind the scenes we don't know what that person is going through and we that's one of the main reasons why we cannot equate money to success and happiness you know that that's the reason why we have to find our own happiness and it don't have to be surrounded by money and it don't have to be surrounded by entourage and it don't have to be surrounded by four and five cars in your garage. You have to find success and love. In other ways as well, you have to have love for yourself. You have to have happiness from other avenues in your life, man. It can't just always be wrapped up in money you know sounds like he and his wife were having some issues for him to act this way he may was having mental breakdowns that said yeah man and I think this is an appropriate time to address CTE that this is an appropriate time man like that stuff is real all those headshots concussions you know these guys up here making these tackles man that stuff is real and, and like I said at the beginning we look at these guys and and they they go through some of these issues and we just kind of scoff at it and say, Oh man, this guy just blowing it. But we don't understand why we don't know what these, these guys mental makeup is at that particular time. We don't know. So I think sometimes, man, we got to be a little bit more sensitive to some of these stories that we're hearing. Cause you know, these guys be going through, TJ, are you sold on Xavier Howard? Um, I think Xavier Howard is really good, but he has to do it again for me in order for me to be sold on him. He I, he, I have to see it again in order for me to be sold on Xavier Howard. Uh, you know, I'm always skeptical about a guy doing something one year because I mean I look at a guy like Byron, uh, My, uh Byron Jones, uh, who had a really good season for the Cowboys and then for the for the Dolphins when he got that big contract didn't really do anything at all so I have to see him do it again in order for me to be sold on uh the Bucks should get him <laughs> um if we talking about uh we talking about Xavier Howard or are we talking about Richard Sherman uh Sharon must uh, have been on that Sherman man like I said we never know what guys be going through but go ahead and open up the phone lines right now, man. feel free to chime in uh we'd love to hear what you all have to say um about this particular uh topic um thank y'all so much uh that bandwagon says t j then hopped off me yeah man um, if he can get himself back together and you know what I'm saying, get the help and all the other things that he needs, then i get back on it. but when guys start to like get stuff like concussions and you know what I'm saying? we dealing with stuff that, that involves their mental makeup. I'm always concerned about the player first, more so than what they can do for this team, you know, because these guys are human beings. These guys are human beings. Uh, I'm going to go to Aaron. Um, start with Aaron. Aaron, uh, thank you so much for being on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, you can go ahead and take it away, man. Whatever's on your mind, feel free to comment. in.
2: I look at this and I literally see me from two years ago. Mm -hmm. I was on the phone with one of my best friends I've known since elementary school. Mm -hmm. I had thoughts of suicide and I was begging him about it. Mm. The thing he did, he at the, at the, at the time I didn't understand why he did it. I begged him not, but debt like medical debt aside, I probably wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for him being proactive and making that call in the first place. So, man. shout out to Ronnie if he ever sees this, man. Yeah. I, I can yeah. I can deal with 970 bucks. I can pay that off over my year. That's fine. I'll, t- I'll take 970 because, look, guys, no matter how much debt you got, you can't put a price on it. You can't put a price on your life. You can't put a price on it or nobody's life for that matter. Right. Richard Sherman going through what he's going. I I'm not much of a Christian man, but I will say that I hope that he gets everything he needs to make a full recovery mentally and psychologically. Because this isn't a joke. Anybody, I don't care, I don't care if you're rocking with me or or TJ or anybody on Twitter that's a a influential figure. If you try to use this as a as a point to where you say hopefully the Saints don't sign him. I can't rock with you. No. I can't. I can't rock no. with you. Period. Right. I don't care how tight right. we are. This is this is more than just the Saints not being interested in signing him. This isn't football anymore. This is a man's life. Right. We're talking about someone who nearly just put his own nail in his own coffin, and it and the psychological scars that would have affected his wife and his his close family, his friends. Hmm. Do not come on my page, or my Twitter, my Facebook, talking about the Saints better off not signing them. Because I mm. promise you, you will be cut in an instant. And mm. I will have no qualms in doing so.
3: Mm.
0: This
2: yeah. is like this really hurts, TJ. It it, it really does. It,
0: yeah, man. It it does. Aaron man, um man, I, I this this show is like like so close to home to me, man. And I'm pretty sure. It's pretty close to home to others. And um, I know this is a sports show, man, but when you start talking about, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, being suicidal, man, so many people out there, man, that deal with these type of situations, man. And and you just said, man, if if you are so dead inside for you to just like dismiss this situation and just think that, oh, he he paid what he got to complain about. Bump all that man, these are human beings that we're talking about. Man, rather you got 970 in the bank, nine dollars and 70 cents, or 970 million dollars. We're all dealing with something inside, and for you to sit up here and just dismiss this because you think that oh, your life is just so great because you got this, like you missing a whole point. We're all freaking human, man, all freaking human. Straight up,
2: let me just say this before I get out of here because obviously someone else is going to want to be on the line and I don't want to take up too much of your time or their time. I just want to address one comment in your chat, TJ, that I literally just came across. Hmm. What's that, that? That boy purge 504. If hmm. you see it highlighted, he says in that quote, This brings down his value. Get out of here with that, get out. What? Yeah. What goes to your head to where you can literally you, you literally cannot read a room? This brings down his value. This isn't football no more. If you haven't noticed the air that's that's that TJ is talking about, that I'm literally sitting here talking about, that his chat is talking about, you're still you're still gonna come up here and say, This brings down his value. Go bring that somewhere else. Man, we are over here work. trying to hope and pray that this man gets better, and you still want to sit up in here and talk about football? Your life is sad. Man. Your life is is extremely sad. That boy, five hundred four.
0: Yeah, this man, that, literally that, just that ain't it. Me. That ain't this it. irritated
2: man. the heck out of me. I hope it. I never see him on my on my on my YouTube page. I'm blocking him if I do. This is. That's all I have to say, TJ. Yeah, man. That's his uh, opinion. That's his opinion. I get it. More power to him, but I'm not rocking with that. I'm not rocking with that period.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't rock with that either, man. Evan, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for sharing uh, your story, man. Thank you for your bravery here tonight, man. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, take it easy, TJ. Uh, You
0: you too. Who that, man? Yeah, uh, it's real, man. It's real out here. And um, look, if you want to talk football, uh, chime in. You know what I'm saying that's fine. If you want to come and, and 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 share a story or talk about Richard Sherman, feel free to do so as well, man. Um, man, it's real out here, man. It's it, this is real stuff right here, man. We gonna go to uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, what's going on, man? How you what doing? What up, DJ?
4: How you doing? You can hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you just fine, man. How you doing? Uh,
4: making it, making it, man. Yeah. So sad about Richard Sherman, man.
0: Yeah, awful, man.
4: Guy going through it. I I know. I, I know his potential target for Saints bringing like a veteran corner basically. But when a guy's going through it, it's just sad, man.
0: Yeah. Awful man. It
4: reminds me a lot of the, uh, Antonio Brown situation. Remember like when he got traded to the Raiders, basically from the Steelers, Yeah, him going through basically all that got blackballed from the league for a year only came back because Tom Brady vouched for him. That's the only reason why he came back. Yeah. It's, it's just a horrible thing. Just guy going through. It's just, it's just sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but for a football question, uh, I know the Saints still probably need a veteran corner in the locker room, basically, mm-hmm. and probably a linebacker. Uh, what do you think about them bringing in, like, I don't know, a veteran corner, oh, God, what's his name? Played for the Steelers last year. Steven Nelson. Yeah, Steven Nelson. And uh, K.J. Wright, like, from the uh, Seahawks. What do you think of, like, those two guys, basically?
0: Uh, I think both of those guys would be good fit. To, uh, you know, one person that uh, I think that would be also be a good fit would be D.J. Hayden that's still out there. I think he would be uh, a really good did play,
4: is did he play for the Bengals or who did he play for again? I don't remember exactly DJ, DJ.
0: DJ Hayden played for the Raiders and he also played for the Jags. Okay, yeah.
4: I, I don't so I don't know much about DJ Hayden, my bad. I
0: yeah, know. I mean look, I mean he was one of those guys that was injured early in his career, but uh pretty he was pretty solid like once he started to uh, come along, you know what I'm saying, until it's like second and third season. So I think that he would be a good fit uh for the New Orleans Saints. Of course, Chris Steven Nelson, you just mentioned would also be a good fit. Somebody like uh, K.J. Wright, I feel like the Saints need to be looking at, and it's imperative that they address that linebacker position more so than the cornerback position. And Chris, I, I mean, I, I got a show lined up. I mean, I did the research. Probably going to be the next show I do when I'm talking about some of these young cornerbacks that the Saints have on their team. Uh, uh Keith Washington II, uh, Bryce Thompson, and also Paulson Adebo. Uh, there's some very young, hungry corners on this team. No, you can, I, I, I ain't yeah. saying
4: – I'm saying, like, I know the corners are young and hungry. Like, Paulson Adebo, I personally yeah. think if he would have played this last year, he probably would have gone in the first or second round. Right, right. Because he took that year off from Stanford, we were able to get him basically in the middle yeah. of the third.
5: Mm-hmm. What I'm
4: saying is I'd like a guy who I know can still play, basically, can mm-hmm. slide in that cornerback, too, if, like, some of our younger guys aren't ready. Right. But teach, like, some of the cornerbacks, hey, this is how you get ready. I'm a – Marshawn and I, we've played this game for a little bit. Like, this right. is Marshawn's, what, fourth – no, it's his fifth year this time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so he, in, you can consider him days. a veteran at this point. Yep. He's not young and, like, no more. He, he, he's he been around the league, basically. Like, yeah. show them how to prepare, how to get ready. But for linebackers, I don't know what you, you – got DeMario Davison, that's it pretty much. Like, yes, yeah. maybe Zach Bond, Pete Werner, they take a huge step forward. Maybe you even get – Quan Alexander back like on a very Mm -hmm. cheap deal off like injury. Maybe maybe sounds like a veteran minimum deal
5: because
4: you realize he's been injured his entire career. Mm -hmm. But you basically just need maybe one more linebacker because pretty much you're going to play nickel most of the time now in the NFL. It feels like nickel is like almost a new base defense because everybody's switching to that heavy pass passing attack. The only time you really switch back to a true 4-3 with like four – four guys on the line and three linebackers is when you right. face like a heavy running team, like Tennessee, Baltimore, stuff like, and even for Baltimore, you can't even face them because they got so much speed on their thing. You need to have basically play nickel.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's a good point, man. That, those are all good points, but I think somebody like KJ Wright, who is still out there, I think that would be a good fit. You also mentioned Quine Alexander guys that can run and, and that are short sure tacklers. I feel like that that that's what the Saints need. Yeah. I'm not as concerned about that linebacker position when it comes to, like, guys having the speed and be able to make tackle with some of these younger guys, especially like Pete Warner. Yeah, Pete well, he,
4: that dude is fast, yes. basically. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, when, like, we drafted him, I'm like, okay, I probably would have preferred Jabril Cox, but looking at him, I like the speed. Right. He's, like, he's a great coverage linebacker, which I think is mainly what the Saints need. Because yeah, the run defense is very important, but analytics show it's way more prudent to pass it. basically every down. You get more bang for your buck for it. Yeah. Sp- obviously running the football is still important, mm-hmm. but I think in people saying that oh it's a half-half split, I see it as a one-fourth split. You got short, medium, and deep passes, and then you got running the ball. Yep. Yeah, you got places on for like those four aspects of the field. Yeah. When people say oh it's a pass. They threw, like, two short passes and, like, 10 deep passes. How How is that different balance, like, within your offense?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you look at somebody like Pete Warren, I mean, you look at his uh, his analytics, he did really good, like, guarding uh, tight ends and running back at Ohio State. And I think that the Saints yeah. uh, did a good job picking him up.
4: Yeah. All I remember is, like, the Raiders game. Darren Waller made Malcolm Jenkins just look horrible, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ma- Malcolm Jenkins – He wasn't, he was fast enough to keep up with Waller, wasn't big enough to bring him down though.
0: Well, to Malcolm Jenkins' credit, man, Darren Waller made a lot of guys look like,
4: yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, I'd like somebody to match up against, like, a guy like the only person I think who would even have a chance to go up against Darren Waller on the defense would be Demario Davis.
0: Yeah.
4: Then he's a little slower than I expect, you know.
0: Yeah, Darren Waller is special though, Chris. I mean, yeah. lot, I mean, not many Titan guys can guard this. Tight end number
4: three, in my opinion. Tight end number three in the league.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Behind uh,
4: George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, and you can flip-flop however you want to with those. I personally prefer Travis Kelsey because he stay he's not as injury prone, but Kittle's still a maze thing. I would say
0: the I would give the reverse. I think Joyce Kittle Joyce Kittle is more solid. Like when you think about a true tight end blocking. And can catch the ball. You gotta get Joe yeah. Kittle the knock. Travis,
4: Travis Kelsey gets more of it from the receiving, but Kittle's just that freak of nature basically. Right.
0: Right. I'm just exactly. like,
4: oh, like in the like I look back and like he was taken, I'm like, oh, why oh, why did we not take him? Because he wasn't taken until the fifth round. I'm like, why oh, why did we not get him?
0: I mean, but he wasn't he, he wasn't what he was. I know in like, he wasn't a and pro. Like, He's a much better I pro mean, than he was a college yeah, player.
4: Hindsight is 2020. Exactly. Hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. But man, the uh, dry, <laughs> I had a horror. I, I posted a reaction to my YouTube when the Saints took Peyton Turner. I was flipping messed up. Basically, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I could be a better GM than the Saints. Like when, like no no disrespect to Caesar Ruiz, like thinks the dude's gonna be great at guard. Uh huh. I'm like, why didn't you just take linebacker that the from LSU to the Ravens? You know, come, on, come on, take him, take him.
0: Oh, uh, man, I don't know, man. Maybe they're allergic to LSU players, man.
4: <laughs> Chris, like, they, hate I, they did try to get T.J. Marshall, but Panthers got him ahead of us. So. Yeah,
0: man, Terrence Marshall, like, they were they were going to get him, man. But, look, that
4: yeah. guy that guy could have
0: easily, like, been been available. And I, I feel like he would have gave you, like, second-round bang for your buck, but you decided to go with Pete Warner. But, but, Chris, thank you so much, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Right, uh, thank you, you for your take, man. Always good call, man. Take it yeah, easy. Yeah, love
4: you, man. Who love you
0: too man. Who that <laughs> shouts out to Chris, man? Always a good call, man. He's always on it. Uh uh read a few comments, then we're gonna go to Josh. uh we'll start with uh Donald. Donald says uh KJ Wright. Yeah, yeah, KJ Wright is definitely uh, on my radar. Uh I will put Quan Alexander before him because Quan was here last season, so he kind of understands defense. So it would be Quan, then KJ Wright in my book. Um Move on. Let's go ahead and go to Josh. Uh, Josh, how you doing, man?
6: Good, brother. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine, Josh. Thank you for being on the State of Saints podcast as always, brother. Hey, thanks a lot, man. And before I get into what I'm um, going to say, I want to address something that that first caller said. hmm How he kind of jumped all over 504 guy, whatever his 504 chat name or whatever. Because I guess 504 guy said, um, this is going to lower Richard Sherman's value. Mm-hmm. I just want to, I'm not like sticking up for 504 guy, but I just want to say that we don't know what he meant by that. We don't know what he knew when um, he, he he posted that. I didn't even find out the whole story until you just played the 911 tape just now. Right. So 504 guy, we don't know that he was trying to be insensitive or anything like that. We don't know what's, what's going through his mind. He could have very well just been like, might, he might be a big Richard Sherman fan and be like, damn, this is going to lower his value. This is going to destroy his career. I didn't want that for him. You know what I mean? Right. We don't Good know point. that 504 guy was trying to be a, an ass. So let's give him the mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt. Let's give him his side of the story before we jump all over him. So that's all I got to say about that. Good point. Um, and I think he was just letting out a, the first thought that came to his mind personally. I don't think he was trying to be like, you know, insensitive or whatever. That, That's yeah. uh, I'll let 504 guy speak for himself. But I just don't want everybody to jump down his throat because of that first caller.
0: Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I'm, all in, I'm all in the realm, Josh, of if a person is looking at this more as a a football move, more so than an actual real life move, then I can't roll with you. Now, I, look, I understand about how social media works. Sometimes we misinterpret things, especially like when people type them because we don't know the context of it, you know, like because we don't know that what that person actually meant by, like you just said, we don't know. If that person, like, like, like you said, man, it's going to lower his value. Or, dang, this might lower his value. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see how the different delivery of that and how it can actually mean? That's the, I understand how you meant. I understand what you meant when you said that. That's a good point. So, I, I
6: agree. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just want to get his side of the I also want to say thank you for doing a show like this because um, the media is going to destroy Richard Sherman over the next couple of weeks. You know that. Yeah, um, no doubt. I hope he's smart enough to stay off of YouTube and to stay off of uh, not watch the TV. Yeah. Because if he's going through it, that everything that he sees on TV is just going to make things a lot worse because skip Bayless and all of them are just, they're going to do what they do and he's going to be in a worse mood than he already is. So. Right. Hopefully he's smart enough, but you know, I think um, I don't know what's going on in his head. I think, I think part of it is, I think when you've been in the league for a long time like that, you start to think that your personal self-worth comes from the fact that you're this big star football player. Mm. And um, even if it didn't start that way, it's just when you've been in the league long enough, it just kind of becomes that. Right. And then when you start getting older and your value drops, you kind of maybe feel your personal self-worth drop too. And maybe that's part of what's going on with Richard Sherman. I don't know, but, um, you know I, I also struggled with suicide uh suicidal thoughts in the past yeah. you know what i mean and um you know i won't call into it but i didn't grow up in an exactly normal household my i've got, i had two parents that had all kinds of mental issues and we'll get into that another day but um i uh you know it's funny because i've seen lots of people commit suicide that went through just basically one month of what i went through for like years <laughs> yeah so for whatever reason, I've been, and I'm not bragging, but I've been blessed with like an inner strength that is just stronger than most people in some ways for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thank God for that. So God's got me yeah. here for a reason. Yeah, um, that's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's just really good that you're giving uh, Richard Sherman the benefit of the doubt here and not jumping all over him because there needs to be at least one show that does this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Josh, because the, the thing about it is I understand
0: that Anxiety, depression is real because I deal with it, man. Like real talk. Like man, my wife would tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm serious, man. I deal with anxiety and depression. And it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's times where I have have to talk to her about some things. You know what I'm saying? To be able to like departmentalize what's going on in my life. Like I had to like go to therapy to talk to a therapist in order for me to like get myself straight night like, like you talk about suicide man i've been there like I'm, i promise you i'm gonna tell you a real story i remember me sitting in the bed i was by myself in my house by myself i got a knife out the kitchen and i was sitting in my bedroom and i had the knife to my wrist and i was trying to muster up the strength to end it all and just something in me was like don't do it like don't do it you know what i'm saying like this was before, like, I started to, like, work at the radio station. Was before, like, podcasts, all this stuff. Like, and I thank God that I didn't do it. I- I'm serious, man. If, if, honestly, if I think if I probably would have had a drink or probably just got myself completely inebriated, I wouldn't be talking to you today. I- I- I'm just being serious. So... Suicide, anxiety, depression is real. And I can't jump on this guy, especially when he's going through something that so many people like myself, like you just mentioned, uh, Aaron just mentioned, I can't do it. And there's some things bigger than football. So... I, I can't do it, man. If somebody just looking at me to say, oh man, this now growing this career, then
6: it's not the right show, man. Cause I, I can't do it. TJ, I gotta tell you something, bro. Your story, I cannot believe how similar we are. I've done the exact same thing. Um, back when I remember I was an alcoholic drunk, homeless guy, and all that. You remember me telling you that, right? You know you remember my whole backstory. Yeah, I remember, man. I remember you talking about that. Okay, so when I was first starting to become an alcoholic before I went homeless. Mm -hmm. And I still had an apartment and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I got depressed about something for a while. And um, I would, uh, I wanted to kill myself. And like you, I was going to take a big butcher knife and put it through my own throat, right? Yeah. But I knew, here's the thing. I knew that I didn't have the courage to do it when I uh, was sober. Yeah. So what I would do is every night I would purposely drink myself to the point where I would, I felt like I would have the courage to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, I held that knife to my throat a lot. Before, but every time I got the balls to do it, I swear to God, this is true. I blacked out and woke up the next morning sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this went on for like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and you have like the exact same story in this way. That's just so – when you were telling me that, it just hit me. I had like flashbacks to 2002. I'm yeah. like, dude, like I, I don't know how to even end this call. Thanks, TJ, for sharing this stuff, man. man I, I had it.
0: to, man. I mean, and the thing about it, Josh, uh, before you go – I mean, I can remember the night. Like, I remember, like, how my bed was positioned. I remember, like, the moon coming in. I thought us cutting. How old were you? Man, this was, like, this was this was before I met my wife. So it had to be, like, around four years ago. So I, okay. I, I was about 30. I was about 30 years old. And okay. like I said, I just, man, it, it, I, I promise you, if I would have had a drink or something like that, man, I, I, I wouldn't be talking to you today. But it was just something in me that said, don't do it something you know, there's a there's a better purpose for you and um when i didn't do it man, i'm glad i did because i i have opportunity to share this story with with people like you and and all the listeners and i'm here doing this show today man so when people ask me you know what i'm saying like man how how you know what i'm saying like man i'm just so fortunate to be here but josh thank you man for sharing your story too and you already know man uh you can call back anytime thank you so
6: much man for your bravery here tonight you know how we need to end this call we need to have ghost fish grill or play some guitar for us man <laughs> sound good
0: man hey if you keep saying it every time you call in eventually most likely he'll probably call in and do it man <laughs> all right brother all right take it easy <laughs> yeah, yeah man, that's josh man um yeah um man's real man it, it, it I, I tell y'all man when i tell y'all you are my family you're my family and um family shares things like this and i just feel like this is the, this is the right show to to have these type of conversations and like like, and this is a sports show so if you want to talk about sports feel free but if you want to share your story if you want to talk about this situation um feel free to do so man feel free uh go to comments here chemo says god had different plans for you tj and josh yeah i believe that because after after I decided not to do it. Um, I got a job at the radio station, 90.9 FM. I met my wife. um, Started doing this podcast. I had my son. And no matter what you're going through in life, man, I don't care how dark your life may seem. Man, there's always light at the end of that tunnel. Always. That tunnel is dark sometimes. Sometimes you know what I'm saying, like you're reaching and you're trying to find a flashlight and you can't find one, but you have to put those hands in front, you know what I'm saying, and navigate yourself. But don't ever give up because there's light at the end of that tunnel, man. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I, I hope somebody out there that's dealing with anxiety and depression understands that, man. there's help. There's help. There's avenues for you. Please don't feel like you're in this alone. Don't feel like, you know, you're the only one that's going through these type of situations. There are so many people out here that are dealing with situations like this, and there's help for you. So don't give up, man. Do not give up. We're going to go to Dalton. Dalton, what's going on, man? How you doing?
5: I'm doing good. Can you hear me? Yeah,
0: I can hear you just fine, Dalton. Thank you for being on the State of the Saints podcast. What you got for us?
5: Well, the thing is with Richard Sherman, like in 2011, (laughs) through 2012, I mean, he had Gus Bradley as defense coordinator in 2012. Right. Remember, they beat the Patriots with Russell Wilson as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He trash-talked Tom Brady. He had to right. delete his Twitter account. And 13 through 14, he had Dan Quinn as mm-hmm. defense coordinator. Right. And remember, he ripped Michael Crouchy about the game. Right. And during a Super Bowl, he had an ankle injury mm-hmm. against the Broncos. In yeah. 2015 through 17, well, remember he had Chris Rashard as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. In 2017, he had um, well, he got injured Achilles injury, and the Seahawks released him. Mm-hmm. In 2018 through 2020, 20, um, he had Robert Shayla as defense coordinator. He, he got burnt by Sidney Watkins. Things with Richard Sherman, like we all know, he had a good. He's a good zone corner. He's not a good man to man. He's not very like. Durell Revis, Deion Sanders, all
0: those guys. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think that he I think that he's a good man to man corner. But the, the difference is between what I would say, Dalton, the difference between those guys is they actually traveled. Uh Richard Sherman mostly played on the left side, stayed on the left side, and he did a really good job over there. So in his prime, uh he was a good man to man corner. When, when like he started to get older, you start to see him go more, you know what I'm saying, go on the inside as well um, as the outside. So I, I don't want to just dismiss him. I mean, you can't be a three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, and a five-time Pro Bowler and, and not be a man-to-man corner. I don't think that they would actually give you that type of respect. But if you want to say, like, as he got older, maybe he slowed down a little bit, um, I, I, I can uh, I can agree with that. But let me ask you this, Dalton. Um, what do you think about this whole Richard Sherman situation? Were you on board before uh, this whole situation went down with the domestic uh, violence issue? Did you think that the Saints may need to look at him, or did you think that the Saints may need to look at another veteran corner? What's your thoughts on
5: that? Well, to be honest with you, another veteran cornerback. I mean, yes, I know Richard Sherman knows Chris Trott very well. Mm-hmm. But I was feeling like be like Drake or Patrick or Steven Nelson.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean all those guys are really good and I can understand that, man. So last question. Do you think that Richard Sherman's career is over? Do you think he can salvage his career? Uh what do you what do you think about Richard? Uh you know, has he played his last down in the NFL?
5: Honestly, um his career is over, to be honest with you.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, we'll see Dalton, but thank you so much, man, for the timeline and, and, and thank you for your take. Oh, you got something
5: else to say? Yes, I actually got something. Yeah, go something. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the thing is like, we all know he had with, uh, Brandon Browner, mm-hmm. Brian Maxwell, Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor with the Legion of Boom. Right. And uh, also that part, I'm done. I do got a question for you.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Oh, uh, I know when, like when I heard this guy who says, um, young cornerbacks are hungry when you had talk with him right i know we need like kj water right. in your opinion do you think we need a defense tackle Bandarin?
0: oh uh no I, I really don't because the benefit that the saints have dalton is you have a these young interior linemen that have developed inside of the Saints system ryan nielsen who is the defensive line coach, has done an outstanding job with this line. So when you got guys like Shad Tuttle, Malcolm Roach going into his second year, Shad Tuttle going into a third year. You got David Ayumada who has developed being one of the top five interior linemen in the NFL. I think they're just fine. You look at some – now, Malcolm Malcolm Brown was much better than people give him credit for. I, I, I will give you that. But Sheldon Rankins, who was good, but he was always in and out of the lineup. So Dalton, a lot of these guys, we actually had the benefit of seeing because Malcolm Brown got hurt last year and Sheldon Reagan. So we seen, we seen Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach play in certain situations. So I think the Saints should be fine at the interior lineman position. And also, you got to think about Lorenzo Neal Jr., who's a, the rookie out of Purdue. Uh, I think he might be able to make the team, and I, I think he might be able to bring some depth.
5: Well, I mean, we, I mean, they got, we got young defense tackle. The reason I was asking veteran, let's say young. I mean, I know Chateau's doing good. Mm-hmm. Of course, they get more reps. So that's the reason why I was asking.
0: Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, more reps you get, the more experience you get, uh, you know, and and you'll be able to deal with uh, different situations. So I, I think that the Saints will be just fine at interior alignment. But uh, Dalton, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the call. Call back anytime, man, and thank you for the information.
5: All right, thank you. You have a good day, sir.
0: All right, you too, man. Take it easy. Man, shout-out to Dalton, man. Always uh, coming through, uh, always putting information out there for me on uh, Facebook. Shouts out to Dalton, man. Thank you so much. I want to take this moment to let you all know that the State of the Saints podcast is indeed brought to you by Manscaped.com. Okay, Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. And as you know, that summer is here. And are you ready to unveil? your beach bod you're in luck our friends at manscape just launched their fourth generation performance package which includes the lawnmower 4.0 you heard me right the lawnmower 4.0 compliment your dad bod or your six-pack abs with a trim from the leader in male grooming the sun is shining and calling your name fellas join the two million men worldwide who trust manscape use the promo code State of Saints that's all one word in lowercase letters, state of saints. You will say 20% off and all my people listening in Canada and across the pond in the UK, there's free international shipping. Manscaped.com use the promo code state of saints. Tragic. Thank you very much for the four says blessings to you. Blessings to you as well. My friend, thank you so much. Uh, we'll read a few more and then we'll get the keen Arthur. Cass says, The devil uses you to think killing yourself is the way out. But God gives you strength to fight that temptation to everyone in the chat. Love y'all and God bless any problems we run through in life. Stay strong. Thank you so much for the positive energy cast. And thank you so much for being a supporter. I definitely agree with what you're saying there. You know, I mean that's definitely not the answer anybody that's going through those type of situations just know that your life is has value people love you people appreciate your existence and if you don't believe me you know never you know saying when you well i won't say lead this world but if you do i guarantee you there are going to be a lot of people that miss you more so than you think hey tj let me in and i'll tell you my life story uh Matthew, uh, feel free, man. I'm gonna go ahead and uh take a few more calls. Uh, in a minute, I'll go ahead and put that link down for those that just tuned in. Uh, we're talking about Richard Sherman. Of course, y'all know about the situation. I'll, I'll go ahead once again for those for the, the courtesy of those that just uh tuned in that may uh, be wondering what we're actually talking about here. This is from ESPN.com. It says free agent cornerback Richard Sherman is facing several charges, including one on suspicion of burglary domestic violence after he was arrested at his wife's parents' residence in Redmond, Washington, early Wednesday. Redmond Police Department Chief Daryl Lowe says at a news press conference, he says that Sherman also faces charges of suspicion of resisting arrest and malicious mischief in addition. Washington State Patrol Captain Ron Meade says at a news conference that the department is also to refer sherman to a prosecutor for possible misdemeanor dui and hit and run charges related to a separate incident on wednesday sherman sustained a minor laceration to a lower leg and ankle and was treated at a local hospital as a result of contact from a police dog which was used to apprehend that's the according to uh the police uh chief daryl lowe okay so there's a story right there. Richard Sherman, um, you know, still in custody right now. Uh, he has to stand before a judge tomorrow afternoon. If you're looking at this show on a Wednesday night, it's going to be Thursday afternoon, uh, July 15th. He'll be able to stand in front of a judge. Of course, they'll read off his charges. And if there was bail set, the, the judge will set a bail for Richard Sherman. And, uh... For those that also just tuned in, I'm gonna go ahead once again and um, play the 911 call. This is Richard Sherman's wife uh, calling 911, uh, trying to get help for her husband, Richard Sherman.
1: Um, I, I, I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and bleeding to himself. Stop, stop. Um, What's the address? Are there any weapons? There, stop. We, are there we any took, we took, to No, there's no guns. I'm I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. There are no weapons. You need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information I need to get officers expedited. I need officers here now. What's he doing that that you think he's going to harm himself? He's being being aggressive. He has sent text messages. I took the the keys out. They're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. He And he's saying that if the police show up, that so please don't shoot is what I'm asking. Okay, wait, say that again. He if has the, no He weapon. says if the he police has, show he up, He what? said if the police show up, that he'll try to fight them. So they okay. need to understand that he is. He is okay. Has it been physical with anybody there? You said he's trying to fight yes, your yes, uncle? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. How has it been physical? He just tried to fight him. Okay, trying to fight somebody and actually being yes, physical to oh, How has it her. been physical? <laughs> he it's, a, it's a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. Is that a sedan SUV? It's, a, it's just a black sedan Mercedes SUV. Okay. He's not going to be able to get out the gate. I cut it off. What do you mean you cut it off? I cut the gate. We live behind it. It's, it's Richard Sherman. Like, ma'am, I, this is like a f- emergency. I need officers hey, here now. Can we
0: all agree that this nine one one dispatcher uh, needs to be fired? Um, wh- what in the world are you thinking? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna get the keynote. Keynote. Uh, I appreciate your patience, but what is that nine one one dispatcher thinking? Just send some freaking help. All these different questions. What's this? This 21 questions? I mean, is this Nate Dog? Is this 50 Cent? Send help. If this lady is literally desperately trying to get you to send somebody out here, and you answering this you asking this lady all type of questions. What the call look like? What do he look like? Uh is, is he belligerent? Belligerent? Like, who cares? The lady called 911. Send help. What the heck are you thinking, right here, man? Like this, this right here is the true definition of <laughs> just just stupidity I, i'm sorry I, I, i'm sorry send freaking help if somebody like desperately you know what i'm saying in desperate need of help telling you that her husband is fighting guys drunk you know what i'm saying belligerent send help period like it shouldn't even be all that well, okay, ma'am, you know what I'm saying? We got help. You got, I just called the police. They're on the way, ma'am. Um, you know, now you stay on the phone with me. I want to make sure that everything is okay. All these different questions that she's asking are completely irrelevant. And honestly, she was just making this lady upset. The role of a 911 dispatcher is to keep the person on the other line calm. Telling her to relax, everything is going to be okay. We're going to send somebody out here, ma'am. Calm down. It's going to be okay. We're here for you. This, that, and the third. That lady needs to be fired tonight. Okay. During the making this podcast, she needs to be fired tonight. That was everything that you do not need from a nine one one dispatcher. As a matter of fact, if they have these different. They have these different meetings. This is what you should not have done <laughs> if you are a nine one one dispatcher. You, you are not keeping this lady calm. Going back and forth with this lady is not the answer. It's only making matters worse. Let's go to Keen Arthur, man. Keen Arthur, man, how you doing?
3: Lord have mercy. What's
0: up with what you, fam? Man, I'm doing just fine, man. Uh, what you got for us?
3: Ooh, ooh. Hey, bro, I don't want to rent, but that dispatcher just, just made me mad, though. Like, for real. What the I mean? hell is she thinking, On Arthur? <laughs> what was she thinking? I don't think she was, homie. I mean. Let me tell you why, bro. Because the same thing happened to me about three months ago where, like, TJ, I didn't tell you this, but another one of my businesses, I purchased homes and I rent out the rooms. So one of my tenants at the time, she was pregnant. Right, and she came out the house. I was outside. She right. came out the house and sat on the, the steps and said, "I feel extremely lightheaded, and I, I I I can't move my legs." Right, and you know, to me, that's an emergency. You're pregnant. You almost do, and then something like that happened. Right, it could be neurological. So she was like, "Can you please call call nine one?" So mm-hmm. I do that. The dispatchers get on the phone. This lady asked me everything in the book that okay. was not pertaining to the situation, bro. If I'm calling you, it is an emergency. Right. So I tell her what the, what the young lady told me, and she was like, um, what's the address? Uh, has she has she consumed anything? I'm, I'm like, no. You know what I'm saying? The conversation going, okay, for now. Mm-hmm. Then she was, like, um, she was like, what part of the neighborhood are you guys in? Uh, is there anyone else at the house? I'm like, what? I'm like, wait. I said, lady, it's an emergency. This young woman does not feel well. She's pregnant and she's she's feeling lightheaded, throwing up and about to fall out, can't feel her legs. Why oh are you giving me a hundred million questions? Just send the police over here or Thank send you. the fire department over here. No what's even worse, TJ? The Who fire that? department, the first responders, were literally 0.2 miles away from the house. Mm. And she could have called the people, she could have called them people real quick and had them come over there. <sighs> I ain't never hung up on nobody, just on no, no, let me just do it. But that was the, I hung up on the dispatcher, bro,
0: because she was driving me. My <laughs> goodness. Look, a dispatcher is supposed to keep people calm. Like, when you start like think about this man people scared people don't know what the hell going on they're calling you because they want you to send somebody out here that can correct the situation or possibly have better answers than them. so why in the world are you sitting up here asking this person a whole bunch of questions? if a person is scared, if a person is nervous, if a person just witnessed something like they like they just want you to send help they they are just coherent enough for the, to call you. And to say, I need help. Just, just just, cut the BS and just send some help out there. And the only right. thing you need to be doing is like, okay, we're going to stay on the phone with you, you know, until the, the to, you know, er, the, the first responders get here, you know, just calm down. Everything's going to be okay. But up here asking them questions, going back and forth, man, like, like just the Jerry Springer show or something, man, like, nah, bro.
3: Oh. I'm sad to see, TJ, that delay that the dispatcher caused, That young lady lost her baby. Man. She lost her baby to a miscarriage, dog. Had she got to the hospital faster, I believe they probably could have did something to help the situation. But that dispatcher delayed the response so long and then tried to get an attitude with me because I didn't want to provide any more information that she deemed pertinent. Mm -hmm. Like, are you serious? You just sat here for five minutes asking me Questions that don't pertain to this, the health of this woman. Mm, it's is talking about something that you need to know so you can give it to the to the uh, to the responders. All you have to do is all they need to know is that it's an emergency at this particular address. Then you can, what, what's even worse, TJ? I'm sorry, bro. I'm not trying to filibuster the show or nothing. Like nah, that. nah. You good, man? Hey, hey, hey.
0: Well, what is
3: even worse, my guy? Is the fact that in her mind she thought she was doing a great job. She really thought she was doing a great job. Mm. So you asked me for my address. First of all, I know people who work um, at a 911 dispatcher's office. I yeah. know that when, when you call in, they immediately get a ping on your phone so they know where, you're at, where you are. Right. That's why, they're able, that's why they call first responders because they can get to you quickly. Right. So when she asked me that, I'm not going to lie, it made me mad. Like, why are you asking me that? You're wasting precious seconds asking me a question that you already have the answer to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Man. But I'm, I'm gonna get off that, bro. Cause I'm just
0: man, that's that's insane, man. I'm I'm sorry that that happened to that young lady. And man, I I, I, I don't know what to say. Man, I'm at a loss for words, man. They, they they need to do better. I look, I understand that you, you got a bunch of phone calls per day, and sometimes like you become like immune to that. Sometimes probably people not in the best moods, they probably going back and forth with you. But that's the one of the main reasons why you know you your job is to stay calm in all situations like that. And, and if you can't stay calm and you can't departmentalize, maybe you need to find a, a different line of work. You know, that's why it takes a special person to be a dispatcher, man. Right.
3: But yeah. I do want to address that the caller who went off on a young man who said something about Richard Sherman um value decreasing yeah. or something. Yeah. TJ, you know this you've been around just as long as me, if not a, a couple years longer, bro. Mm-hmm. A big issue in our community is the fact that we're so quick to exile people mm-hmm. instead of course correcting them. Right. So you you don't know, first of all, you the guy, I think he he messed up by read, trying to retone in a dang text message. That's Well, the, that's, well let me huh? let
0: me let me let me say this, uh Kino, that hold your thought. I can understand from Aaron's standpoint because when a situation like this happens and it hits so close to home, it affects you, you know what I'm saying? And you're already like your emotions are already high, right. so when you see stuff like that, you're not really identifying it, you know what I'm saying? And I can also understand, you know what I'm saying, like, like you just mentioned, tone, right? Because we don't know. If I say this right, man, this about to mess up his contract versus man, this might mess up his contract, isn't that like two different deliveries, and you get like two different thoughts out of both like those statements, so you don't know what a person is saying, but you're so emotional because the situation that that the subject is about hits so close to home, you ain't trying to see that, you know what I'm saying, and i can I, I get it especially a person that, that has experienced that themselves.
3: But Keen Arthur, go ahead, man. I, I just wanted to go ahead and I clarify. What you, I understand what you're saying, TJ. And I do want to say this, bro. I'm I'm glad that you made a, another decision and that caused you to still be here with us, bro. Yeah. We need all our keys, bro. I understand yeah. I understand your, your crown was a little crooked for a second, man, but I'm glad yeah. you got it on the street.
0: I appreciate so, that, man.
3: And, and that leads me to say this. Robin Williams had a quote that I saw... A couple of days ago, it said, "Be kind to everybody. You don't—they're—they're they're fighting battles that you don't know exist, or it was something like that. So be right. kind always. Right? You know what I'm saying? So right. the way this is why I really had a problem with the way old boy got on the phone and with him. I understand you say he it could have hit home for him too, but right. we still have we are responsible for how we respond to adversity. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. nobody—nobody's gonna going to disparage you for feeling the way you feel, but how you respond to that feeling, we can hold you accountable for. And that's why that leads me to say this. You don't know what this young man is going through on the other end who who made the comment about Richard Sherman. He could be having the same issues that you, TJ, explained that you were having. Right. And and him going off like that could have made the guy who made the comment feel unwanted and now he's thinking about taking his life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not, but that, that could happen. So... Yeah. You you gotta watch how you talk to people, man. Just because you feel differently does not give you the right to come at somebody in the kind of way. You me? I got
0: you. Good point, man.
3: So all the, uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm I'm not attacking either one of these guys, but what I'm saying is, as a people, as a community, bro, we have to we have to course correct each other without demeaning each other. Yeah. Oh, so I'm gonna block him. This is like, why would you do that? This man needs guidance. If you if he did what you said or what you think he did, then that means he needs guidance. He doesn't right. need to be blocked or shunned. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I can understand. I can understand everybody's standpoint. You know what I'm saying? I can understand yours, Aaron's as, as well as the, as the comment, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, my, my whole stance is if a person is looking at it from a football standpoint and only, a football standpoint, I I just feel like it dehumanizes the subject at hand, which is Richard Sherman. This is a human. And sometimes like we dehumanize guys that we consider larger than life because we feel like you're in this tax bracket. You drive this car, you live in this house, you live in this neighborhood. What do you have to complain about? But we're not looking at the fact that these guys are humans. They go through human situations. Look, you get into a fight with your wife or your husband. They get into a fight with their wives or their husbands. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it, we're all living in this world. Some of us live on top of a hill. Some of us live in a valley. But at the end of the day, we're all human. But, uh, Keen Arthur, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the call. And call back anytime, man. Thank you for, hey,
3: for those those words, man. Hey, TJ, I want to say one last thing, and then I'm going to get off your line, bro. Uh-huh. It It amazes me that our – our society has adopted this mindset of we can ignore if you say you did 10 things, you were asked to do 10 things. Right. You got nine of them perfectly, but the one that you messed up is the one that dwells in people's mind. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the one they want to scrutinize you for, but right. constantly ignore the effort that you put forth by getting 90% correct. Right. You know what I'm saying? We have to change our mindset, bro. It's that simple. I'm going to yeah. let you go, though. Peace yeah. and bless. Yeah, man, we'll leave it at that. Keen Arthur, thank you so much, man. Call back anytime. All right, bro.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's real talk right there from Keen Arthur, man. I think that's something that we all can apply uh, to our everyday living, man. Let's uh, uplift one another. Let's have these conversations. Let's make sure that we understand one another. And let's not dismiss each other so quickly, man. Let's try to learn about one another and try to see if we can get on the same page. Uh, Nate Dog. Uh giving a shout out to Goldface Grilla says you psychic. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Dennis says that dispatcher needs Jesus. Uh no, that dispatcher needs another job, Dennis. Thank you very much for the five dollars. I appreciate that. Uh stroll down a little bit, and then we're gonna go to uh Rudy. Rudy, uh sit tight, man. Let me read a few of these comments, be right there with you. Um, let's see. Jack says, uh, so sorry. Uh, to expound, Richard is highly educated from Stanford. Why? Just why it must have been so bad in his eyes. Well, you know, I don't think education has anything to do with it, man. I mean, your your education, how much money you have in the bank, where you're from, none of that stuff, Uh, you know, plays a role when you're upset or you're hurting or you're in pain like that, that don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm thinking about hurting myself. I'm feeling out being, being depressed. I'm not going to think about that Jackson state degree that I got on my wall. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to think about uh, some of the the people that, that lives I may have touched. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking about I'm hurt and I want this feeling that I have inside of me to go away. So yes, he is uh, from, he did get a degree from Stanford. Yes, he is educated. Yes, he is a successful football player. But at the same time, that stuff is not important when you're dealing with pain. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like that that just that's just a fact. You know, nobody cares about that kind of stuff. You just want that pain to go away. But we can go ahead and we're gonna go to Rudy. Uh Rudy, how you doing, man?
7: I'm doing all well, I'm doing all right. I had a great little stuff with my family. Um, yeah. um first off. I, this is just this bugs my mind. How the hell? I never thought of my watchings. I'd like to see here, see or hear, entitlement from a dispatcher. I thought, yeah,
2: no, that was what awful. Man.
7: Really? And long hold. I guess I can cross it off my bucket list now. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Awful. Man. And do
7: and, and, but, by the way, I do agree with you when it comes to like how we dehumanize people. I'm like. That's a good point, because the more you put someone on the pedestal, the greater the fall they'll have, you know?
5: Right. But
7: seems like because they try to justify it, you know? And yeah. whenever we're, like, on our own pedestal, like, a small one, we we, we step off it, they're like, what you do? You know? Right. They, try, they try to throw everything under, under the sun at us, you know? Ugh. And, like, it's not just, and to be honest, this kind of reminds me of when um this whole ordeal with not only, like, now, to be honest, like, we don't know what he did all the time, all, what Richard and All did, you know. But it kind of reminds me of what happened with uh, Ray Lewis, Ray Rice, um, and even Michael Vick, you know. Right. Like only one of those three guys. I think it was only Ray. Not Ray Rice. It was Ray Lewis that got got um to come back in the in the league, right? Right. Um, because I'm mean, like, because you don't know what got Michael Vick to do what he did, you know, with, with the dog fights when I like. Yeah. I'm like, it could have been a buddy that could probably coerced him to do it, you know.
0: Yeah, man, like, you never, you never know, you yeah, never like, know.
7: Also, like, was Michael Jordan's gambling problem, you know, at one point, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. You, I mean, you never know, man. Like, you never and, know what what people be going through. You never know what you know. What I'm saying battles that they face. And you know, and, we really don't know Rudy.
7: And to be honest, it like, it and to be honest, this thing is like literally like it, It's not just for. People we we like like make these make them seem larger in our life. It happens in their everyday life, you know. Like yeah, their own family. There are people who put people, uh, their children on pedestals, and that's why I, and that's why I firmly believe that we need to bring the belt back, the bro and dis- discipline back in schools,
0: hmm.
7: especially. But it starts at home. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, but to be honest, look, this is just like. I feel like this is just a small blight on Richard Sherman's career, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: I mean, it's not like he actually decked a girl, but now in Ray Rice's defense, someone was, was trying to hit him too. So he was mostly self-defense, but I don't know everything. Like, right. to be honest, I'm, that's why I'm glad when it comes to domestic violence, they start asking questions like who's instigated what, basically how we get to the fight, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, mostly in, in some states, man, if, if if the police come out for domestic violence, they take both.
7: They do. individuals to jail. I for that because think about If you know? think about it. You, think about it. Now, oh, oh, oh that reminds me, uh that you just maybe remember what i was about to say, um, when it talked about like uh mental health, you know, like I yeah. know we try to strengthen women, like sure they're emotional at all, but what about the guys? Ninety percent of all suicides are, are men. Most, most, I think, like, nine, am I correct when I say statistic 9% are suicide men? Uh, I'm gonna, have to,
0: I'm gonna have to check that research. I don't want to say that you know but it's uh, right or wrong, I'm not sure about that.
7: It's just a high percentage that, yeah. that uh, uh, commit suicide more mm. than but like, like, there's all this whole line of things. Like, and what's the one thing that they tell us when what's that? Do you know that one phrase they always tell us growing up when we want to cry or something like that?
0: Yeah, man up. Man. Be a man, yeah.
7: <laughs> Guys, look. This is from a guy who literally um, who has his own mental disabilities, like, and was a big crier. But I, because I have barely held in. It, it's like I, it's like it's like a wonder It's like I can't, you know, unless something truly upsets me, you know.
0: Yeah.
7: And see, the thing is, that's the problem, you know. Guys, and this this is like a PSA, uh, a public service announcement for all the men out there. Guys, crying is is not a sign of weakness. Yeah. It's, it's basically saying, "Hey, I need help. I'm dealing with something I just can't handle right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Need some help, please."
0: Right. That's that's a good point, man. Don't you know, I, yeah. They, they tell us as men, like we have to be the epitome of strength, and we don't sh- need to show like any signs of weakness because if you do, that means that you're weak. But that's not true, man. I mean, can I, yeah. Some some things affect you, but hey, go ahead, man. I just wanted to I, say that.
7: But can I be? Can I get a little? I hate doing this, but can I get a little personal real quick? Yeah, man,
0: feel free, man, feel free. Uh,
7: because this happened to me a couple of years ago. Um, because my biggest fear growing up was my parents' divorce. Growing up, I'm like, I want, if I can go back in time, I want to slap myself because they're way better off divorced. But, you know, me, it was around the time when me and my mom were always constantly fighting. And I was dealing with a massive, I was dealing with a lot of depression, you know, more now when she um, when she left. And I'm a 28 year old, and I'm a 28 year old man. And that stuff mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't. Pro- it's like, how do you process that? You know, no. like one day she's up and left. She, she, she's gone. Next, I find out she's. they married. I'm like, that's a lot to take on. Like you yeah. can even the ink dry on the divorce. But mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, I went. I, I was in. This, I went in this closet right here.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: A tie, that blue tie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had in my home a while, a couple times. Yeah. I am, I used that to almost kill myself with.
0: It. Mm. Glad you didn't, man. I I was literally, glad you
7: didn't. like like I glad was, was tightening the knot when uh and pull when literally it felt like the hand of god was like saying no. Mm.
0: Right. That was it.
7: I mean, I was like like I'm i I'm like I said I've several times I I want like of course we always want to run away when we kids you know, we could Right. But the thing is the 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 biggest question before it stops us is where am I gonna go? Hmm. That, like, I'm like if I go where I plan to go, they can literally just come get me. You know?
0: Yeah.
7: And the butt wound is gonna be worse when you get home.
0: <laughs> right, right.
7: Because if you know, if it's, if it's because if you know, you see your 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 mom and your siblings in a vehicle going down the street, and you, and she says your dad's looking for you. Mm-hmm. You and him. You better get home, or else the butt wound is gonna be a hell of a lot worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right about that, man.
7: That's the one time I can remember saying, i to say," because my dad just spanked me. And I'm okay. I'm okay, you know. Yeah. I know all by instinct, because, of it. but this is the one time I can remember to say, "I don't remember what happened afterwards." <laughs> <laughs> one, his dad was always adamant about my grades. You know, he was on me because he didn't because he never graduated. Uh, he dropped out of high school, and he wanted me to mm-hmm. be right. And two, I did uh, I, And two, I wanted off he already gave me the preventative butt whooping slap, you know, <laughs> like because because as kids we always like we did, we maybe we made like put it up for dancer, but we t- we we step too far over we, we're dead we're literally in the we're digging our own grave.
0: Right, right, he's right.
7: But yeah, that's the one time I don't remember anything of that butt whooping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was a legendary butt whooping right there, I, man. <laughs> I, my
7: my pants, I, I was like, why are my pants wet? <laughs> dodging
0: you hear the bad oh that's why <laughs> mm-hmm. man hey I I I have been there a couple of times man I, I used to get them butt whooping sometimes from my mom that you go to sleep right after that's when you know you got that good butt where you go to sleep after you wake up <laughs> four had, hours later
7: <laughs> that, yes she, she had you pick out your own switch the good ones where the oh down. yeah
0: yeah uh, yeah and you had to get a you had to get a good one
7: out of my front yard by the time we got those, these were trimmed down pretty good.
0: <laughs> Man, <laughs> hey, that, that's funny and sad, Rudy. That's funny and sad. Dad,
7: dad, when someone's just getting butt whooped, they have the the others, another sibling pick it for them. Mm. Oh, my, yeah. my brother was stupid and always get the little ones. Mm. That had the perfect recoil, you know? <laughs> my brother tried to get the big ones that wrap around your leg. That was just mm. bad.
0: Nah, that's crazy.
7: Of course, course, my dad stopped that and used a painter on me.
0: Oh, man. Look, I mean. (laughs)
7: Hey, hey, I'm a law-abiding citizen, so.
0: Hey, I mean, look, those butt whoopings, they hurt. But, you know, you think about them when you become an adult.
7: And it always hurt worse when the dad's be whoop you, you know?
0: Yeah.
7: Moms, you got to like that. When dad's like, you hurt for like a week.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Matt. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Remember some of those uh, legendary bow whoopins, Rudy man. But
7: like, especially because I know it says it takes a village to raise a child. But like, I hate you going off a little tangent. I apologize. Um,
0: nah, you okay, man?
7: But it's like it was like whenever because think about it, whenever you get called, they it's all you're always thinking negative, right? Right. Never, even with the positive. Like, Am I in trouble? <laughs> but but this is the one thing. Do you want me call it because because if you they say we're gonna call your mom, like we're like. Fuck it. I'm, go ahead and follow it. But with but one person that, that they did not want to say is we're glad to call you that like uh you wanna pass up or down.
0: Oh man, I so, remember them days.
7: Think about it. If he had if if, if your dad had to get a call from school at his work, he would have clocked out, come back, picked you up, whooped you with your own paddle, clocked back in, then whooped you when he got home for, for him to leave, make him leave work, right?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. You're right. Man, look. I mean, look, this man is man, you've been telling us some legendary stories here tonight, man. <laughs> you take it, I'm pretty sure you're taking a lot of people back. Uh Rudy, thank you so much, man, for your for your comments, man. Thank you so much for your honesty. I uh, appreciate it, man. I got a couple more calls I gotta get to, man, but I appreciate it, man. Yeah, one more
7: yeah. thing. Yeah, what's that? Please, if you if you feel like you, you're going through depression, anxiety, or whatever mental issues, please seek help. Yeah. Reach out. And make sure you can trust them. Yeah, because people are like branches on a tree; that leave you high and dry. Yeah. Look for look for your friend. Look for the roots of the tree uh, for, as your friends, because those are your true friends. Because without th- 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 those roots, the tree can't live. It may have a million of branches and, and leaves, but that root without it may have a three roots. Without those roots, the tree can't live. All right,
0: man. Powerful words right there. Thank you, Rudy, for for those uh, comments, and thank you for your honesty, man. Thank you for your bravery here tonight, man. Appreciate so- it yeah take it easy yeah man uh he took me back with some of them butt whooping stories man (laughs) dennis thank you very much uh for the five dollars said cheers all. god bless go saints yeah shout out to dennis man thank you so much uh for being here um let's see josh says watching the state of the saints podcast makes me wish the world wasn't so tough i wish the world was like the state of the saints podcast Well, I'm just glad that we're able to talk sports, talk about this situation, and also, man, be able to share some stories, man, to help other people out there, man. Let everybody know, man, no matter what you're going through in life, man, there's so many other people out there going through some of the same situations and, you know, let you know that you're not alone. Casey says, mental illness or not an excuse to commit a crime. Sometimes, Casey, The world isn't as matter of fact as you're making it out to be, you know. And I get it, you know. If you're a law abiding citizen, probably never been through a situation like that. I I get it, right? You do a crime, go to jail, whatever. But there's something like clearly like what's going on here. Like, there's nothing normal about a guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, talking about committing suicide. It's nothing normal about a guy like. Getting drunk and fighting his his uncle. It's nothing normal about a guy like fighting the police. There's nothing normal about a guy having to get apprehended by a dog attacking you. There's nothing normal about the fact that a guy can't post bail because they feel like it's right that he sits in jail. You know what I'm saying? And let them wait it out for a day before they come up with a decision. That that's not normal behavior. And if you think that that, you know what I'm saying, if the world is matter of fact, that's fine. But I think we all can agree that there's something wrong here i mean we we have to you, you gotta understand that the world you know what I'm saying it isn't as matter of fact sometimes as you know as we want it to be. guys go through situations, and you can say that I'm justifying that, but I'm not I'm just being real you know I think sometimes like we we you know talk about people. And I'll I, I put it to you like this, and I'll get to Matthew. Have you ever been so angry that you just completely lose control, let loose, and you think about it probably 30 minutes, or an hour later, like, man, I shouldn't have said that. Man, I shouldn't have did that. But in the heat of the moment, you have like this venom that you have to unleash. But you go back and you're like, man, I shouldn't have said that. Man, I shouldn't have did that. That's life. Like logic usually does not kick in when you're frustrated, when you're angry, when you're dealing with situations. Now, some of those people out here that's cool head, Luke 24, 7, 365, Kanishiwa. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like good for you. But the world doesn't work like that for a lot of people out here. Sometimes when we're mad, it's hard for us to departmentalize and say, hold up, hold up. Let me get away from this situation. How many guys in a pen right now? How many women's in a, in a pen right now? Because at that particular time, in, in a heat of passion, in a heat of the moment, they made a mistake. A mistake that they can never, ever rectify. How many? How many can you, can you think of? How many stories have you seen from these, these, these prison uh, shows that we watch, these movies that we watch? if i had it back i wish i could, i wish i wouldn't have did that that's how you know what i'm saying like the world doesn't work like that that's just what it is man i'll be says uh i never got butt whoopings my parents knew even back then that my butt could fight back all
2: by itself <laughs>
0: i'll be ripping them thank you very much for the five dollars i appreciate that uh Thank you very much. Uh, but let's go ahead and go to Matthew. Matthew, uh, thank you so much for being on the State of the Saints podcast. Appreciate you calling in. What
8: you got for us? Uh, thank you. I don't know if y'all can hear me or not. Can you hear me?
0: I can, hit, I can hear you just fine, man, loud All and clear.
8: Right. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing about this situation with these butt whooping. I ain't going <laughs> to even lie, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm from New Orleans, too, and I'm from yeah. the, uh, the St. Thomas, you know. Okay, okay. Um, and I moved to the night walk. Uh, later on wants to mm-hmm. shut down the St. Thomas. But, right, um, right. but I would have been happy to get an ass whooping. <laughs> we, used, <laughs> we used to have to stand in the corner in that squat position for hours. Oh, if my it goodness. wasn't that, like, my mama would literally take an extension card Wrap some knots in that hole and wear our ass out. And when when that didn't work, and she would and they got to the point, oh, this kind of stuff is child abuse and shit. She used to sit our ass in the corner on our knees on a crate, the the, the little milk crates with the the squares or triangles in them with some rice on top of them holes. And we had to sit there for hours on Mm -hmm. a day. Those was the real ass whooping and got your mind right. Like we ain't getting mm. no bells and switches. Man, so that, I would have yeah. been happy to take that ass whooping. Oh.
0: man, I, I, I but definitely man, got the oh. I definitely remember them extension cord days, man. I remember. Really that. Oh. Oh. sorry, mama. I know she <laughs> watched the show, but hey, it is what it is. You know, what I'm <laughs> look, you see what I'm doing right now, so it helps, okay? But go ahead, man. <laughs>
8: Yeah, man. Um I'm i bro, this stuff just it just wild me. Like I didn't even hear the stuff about the dispatch and, until you played the clip. I right. didn't know nothing about it. I was just like when I first heard the Richard Sermon situation, right. I was just like, I, I heard something about him having a car, you know, it, it could have been he dished it or or some kind of kind of accident. Right. And then there was just saying, like, oh, he was at his wife's house and they had some kind of dispute. And so I'm like thinking, like, maybe uh, you know, it's his, it's his ex wife, it's not his actual wife right now. So I'm thinking, well,
0: well, maybe- well, hold on, Matthew, hold that thought because I was actually on Twitter and um, she was going at it with uh, ESPN reporter Adam Shepter because she says she's still married to Richard Sherman. This This came from. Uh, Ashley Moss, okay? okay. Ashley Moss or uh, Ashley Sherman. And she also said uh, on the call that she, she called herself Ashley Sherman. So she says she's still his wife. So I just wanted to make that clear. But go ahead, man.
8: Okay. But but yeah, I was like thinking because that's when I, I first heard that I was at work and I was just uh, listening to ESPN and I watched, mm-hmm. going through, listening to all the uh, same broadcasts and, you know, things that I missed. So I catch up on them the next man, day. appreciate that, man. About this time, I normally go to sleep. So i I always when i'm at work i hit that like button listen yeah. to the the one from the day before if yeah. it's a late late cast and i'll be out of it okay. but uh yeah i mean i was listening to it and i'm like thinking that you know it's it's what one two in the morning maybe he got a phone call something was going on at his wife's house or something mm-hmm. uh uh you know the wife called him up hey such such had the car and there was in an accident or something and he probably came over there being mad in a mindset, you know? Right, right. And they wouldn't let him in the house or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to be as severe and bad as it actually is. Listening to the dispatch and, you know, the other stuff that come out later on. Mm -hmm. And just due to that situation of listening to it, he said that he only wanted to play, like, another two years. So, yeah. uh, to me, his his career is over because he's going to be out. Even if things go have a turnaround, he's gonna be out for a, probably like half of a season, mm. like at least. With Roger Goodell, there's it, no telling with him, especially yeah. with a, a case like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I and I was rooting for him because I was like, man, I hope he come, he come here and this and, and to the Saints, and I see me too. There, man, it would be a whole lot better if he did. Uh, yeah before this situation. So yeah, I I felt Uh, the same way. Yeah, I don't I don't see them I don't see the Saints getting him now. Mm -hmm. Um I mean even if it was good um with Laddie Daddy being out the first game first couple games if Mm -hmm. you know it goes that way. Um I could I maybe if something turned out better the Saints probably I was looking at it maybe uh if if it wasn't severe as it is you know, maybe he, they could pick him up during like the third or fourth game somewhere around there, and they would have been a, a little bit okay. But right, no, it's it's I don't see him making it to us on the team, and and like I say, I I believe his career is over because yeah. uh, due to this situation, he's not. He probably that's even if he played this year. And yeah, I think having two years saying that he want to play two years, I don't, I don't think, I don't see it happening.
0: Well, I, I think anytime like when the NFL hear the two words domestic violence, you know, you automatically just start to think about the situation with Ray Rice, and they want to completely like eliminate, eliminate themselves that. from from that situation. Now, I will say this we seen guys like Josh Gordon get second chance after second chance. we seen people like Antonio Brown get second chance after second chance. But the only difference is Richard Sherman, I want to say, is 33 years old. Now, if he probably did this when he was, like, young and in his prime, probably would have got suspended. If he was a free agent, would have got picked up because of his talent. But now you can buy, combine the fact that multiple injuries up there in age – and this situation happened, might be a little bit tough. Now, some teams that probably was looking at him, thinking about possibly bringing him in after training camp, somebody get hurt. Maybe if this situation is not as bad as it seemed or, you know, it blows over, maybe in a couple of weeks, if a, a team desperately needs somebody to come in, maybe he can get signed then. But right now, based on his age, his injury history, and this situation right here, it's not good, man. It's not good. Not looking good at all.
8: Yeah, it's really not good. And then I, I look at the situation that at even though he didn't, like I said, uh when you think domestic, you think about the violence part about fighting and getting mm-hmm. uh all worse that you know that's just the bare minimum of it. Right. But uh even with that situation, he he like the wife said that uh he didn't hurt her, he didn't hurt the kids or nothing like that. He didn't right. make it into the house. He caused some damage at the door, but the right. fact of him, you know, fighting the police and stuff—that's kind of stuff that that, that is not going to take lightly to that. Not only yeah. the NFL, but the, the police in general, because you yeah. they like to make examples of niggas mm-hmm. just in general. I, I'm not mm-hmm. just saying that as as you know, a racist thing, but they like to make example of people when it comes to stuff like that, especially what goes on in the nation and in the, in the world these this time you Correct. know um and, and due to the situation of of you know him being in that mindset being drunk and, and talking about uh committing suicide like that that stuff just it is just bad and and i'm sorry you know he go through that and i mean i had situations where i was like that like uh after katrina like i i stay in texas i moved to texas after katrina right right. Uh, and i've been down here and i was going through my school year and they couldn't find my records so like they i'm telling them what classes i was taking and stuff
3: Mm -hmm. and
8: they end up putting me in the same class and come next year they, they find my records and i'm telling them i took these classes so they have to make me go back to take class i'm like bro i told you this the year when i came in like that don't make sense y'all just threw my whole schedule off for of when it came to me being in school so i don't even i didn't even like school when i came down here but I, <laughs> I, uh, I took a test you know and just due to what was going on with the hurricane me not knowing what my family was me not knowing what my friends was me not right. hearing from anybody i was going through a lot plus the stuff with the school and and stuff so i fell into a deep depression like literally Mm-hmm. I'm in a house with my mama, my brother. Uh, I got two bro- two older brothers and a, a younger sister. I'm in a house with everybody. I literally was so depressed that I didn't leave my room unless I had to go to school. Uh, and when I come home, I didn't leave my room unless I had to come out to eat or go use the bathroom, freshen up, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Other than that, nobody seen me. Like, I literally did not go outside, try to do nothing, try to engage with people or nothing. Like, that's how depressed mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. You know? And when I finally, uh, when I was in school, we took a test. They they gave you a uh, stress test. Right. Uh, my stress test was above the highest point that they had on the stress test. Wow. Like, that, that's how much of a, a stress that I was in and the depression that I was in. You know, and I—I I never, being from where I'm from, and, and and my family, we never, we never treated depression as, you know, as as that kind of thing, and, and right. being as a sickness, you know, people, people having um, with ADHD, ADHD mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Nobody didn't really wanted to bring people to the doctor. That type of people, we they did not want to bring us to the doctor. To find out, oh, they say, oh, wait, well, he got ADHD. That's he just need his ass whooped. It's some type of stuff. You right, know, that's how right. older people was back.
3: in the mm-hmm. days, You yeah. know.
8: So, I, I mean, I was going through a crap load. You know that. But luckily, um, I when when I got to the depression state and, and started thinking about suicide, this and that, um, uh, mm-hmm. I I thought of the pe- the people that I'm gonna leave behind. Like if I'm devastated mm-hmm. going through this. I know how that's going to affect them. Me right. being the person that I am. Right. You know, and my family, my mom, my brothers and sisters, they, they they see me, they used to call me Smiley. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was that that person that no matter what was going on, I kept a smile on my face. Being in New Orleans at, at five years old, I see my uncle get shot 18 times, two clips with a nine. Mm-hmm. You know, emptied into him outside of my driveway at my house. You know what I'm saying? So we go through things, you know, but but all the things I went through, me knowing that my family was there and having that smile on my face and being with my family, doing stuff, having fun times, I know what kind of hurt that'll put on them if I wasn't here. So I didn't do it. And and thank God that I didn't. And later on, I got better, you know? And um, I had another situation with with the mother of my kids. I don't I don't really use the word baby mama, but right. the mother of my kids, you know. Right. And uh, after we had our first child, um, she had she was going through depression. Mm-hmm. A lot of women after they have kids go through depression, and yeah, I wish post, it was something that I didn't know post- postpartum, postpartum depression. depression. Yeah, postpartum depression, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so after we got out the hospital and stuff, she was taking my baby a bath. And she literally was going through depression. I didn't know. it, And she was taking my bath, my baby, a bath in the sink because she was just got out of the hospital. She was real small. And she almost drowned my baby. I'm like, what is she doing? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just being from a depressed state, i seen certain signs of her being depressed, you know, so I kind of watched it and, and tried to talk to her, this and that, but. Uh, man, you you never know. You just never know what people are going through until you actually sit down and talk to them. You learn yeah. about them, about their feelings. They talk to you, you know, and, and you actually keep up at it because if you don't do that, you would never know. And, yeah. and it could be a lot worse than what, what you think it it is. Mm. You won't even suspect nothing from people and they could be going through these things. So, yeah. It's just crazy, man, and I um I really really heard about the 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 situation that's going on with him. Um, yeah, I, I hope it get better for him and, and the family. You know, uh, I, the dispatch definitely need to get fired. She do not need to be there. Yeah, that that ain't what that, that is, bro. Yeah, that just pissed off when I
0: heard. that ain't it. That ain't it, bro. That ain't it. Matthew, man, thank thank you so much uh for your bravery. Um thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm pretty sure um uh, you you'd touch someone and um you know you'd open somebody's eyes, let them know that they're not alone in this situation, man. Thank you so much. And call back anytime, brother. Uh thank you. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man. Shout out to Matthew, man, and so many of you that, that chimed in telling your stories, man, being brave enough to, to express it, you know. You know, uh, in this, in this, uh, you know, in this world of sports, man, we 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 focus on these players. You know, we we watch these guys. They give us so many great moments. You know, they make us they make us cheer sometimes. You know, what I am saying they frustrate us, make us want to pull our hair out. But it, you know, they are human, man. They go through certain situations. I don't know if this is a situation, you know, that involves anxiety, depression beginning stage of CTE or just a guy that made a bad decision. I don't know, uh, but I do know this, man. We all can learn from this situation from one another, right? The the 911 call, I think it opened up a lot of eyes. Uh, I think some of us probably been there, probably seen a family member, uh, probably, you know what I'm saying, like calling because of a situation that happened that, that's close to you. Uh, talking about suicide that's probably something that you probably dealt with or dealing with and if you are dealing with it uh man check out the like the suicide hotline you know you can call them up uh there's also a text line that's available man just don't be sitting in your room by yourself thinking that nobody cares about you don't just be sitting up in your room just thinking that I, i ain't got nothing to live for you know you probably feel at this moment, but your life isn't finished yet. Some of us are still crying and, 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 and probably being so frustrated at the introduction of our lives, man. At the introduction of our lives, we crying and we thinking that all oh, hope is lost. And I think about this, man. I think about if I would have went through with taking my life. Would I have found my beautiful wife who loves me unconditionally? And she'll tell you, I get on her nerves, but she loves me unconditionally. Would I have that wonderful, beautiful son that y'all see come on the show from time to time? I I wouldn't have had those moments. Would you have had some of the, the laughter that you're probably dealing that you're probably having right now. And, and, and think about this too. You taking your own life would be one of the most selfish displays ever. Because you're robbing the people that love you with precious moments, moments of laughter. Like moment experiences with you. If you're dealing with depression right now. There's help for you. There are people that are willing to listen to you. When you're dealing with anxiety, we all go through it. But don't ever think about. Not being in this world anymore, because that's not the answer. You are literally robbing people who love you from great moments. I'm not saying this because somebody told me this. I'm telling you this from experience. I mean this. I mean this Who that nation. I mean this Saints family. I mean it. We can learn something from this situation. We can learn some from it. This is, this is deeper than football. We'll, we'll get back to football. We're talking football. If somebody has a question about football, a comment about football, we'll talk about it. But this is deeper than football because there are so many people that have probably been in situations or feel like they're going to go through situations like Richard Sherman went through. Don't ever feel like you're alone. I'm going to read a few more comments, then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. Levi, uh, let's see. Levi says, uh, I suffer from anxiety. I'm 23. Lost both of my parents at 13 and 14. And four months ago, I lost my sister to drug overdose. Life is hard. Look for the positive. My two sisters keep me going. Levi, I'm sorry that you went through those situations. But I tell you what. Levi, you write in this comment. Is testimony material for somebody that's going through a situation in their life, because let me tell you something. When you think that you're going through a bad situation, there's somebody out there that is going through a situation worse than you. And him, Levi, expressing this, this story, this, this, this statement, is showing somebody out there that's opening eyes to somebody and probably saying to themselves, you know what? I can get through this. If Levi can get through this, if Matthew can get through this, if Rudy can get through this, Aaron, then I can too. Because we all look at social media and we look at individuals and we think that we got it together. And we look at a person's highlights of their life and we put them up against our actual life. And we just think that that person has it all together but it's good to for us to understand that we all go through situations and we're not alone who that talking says we got to treat each and every person with the same respect as we would want to be treated i agree with that we definitely need to i think the world would be a better place if we did the world would be a better place if we did we are all family at the end of the day. Stay positive. Levi, thank you for that, for that statement. Thank you for that comment. Take a little time, stop, look at them in the mirror, and check yourself. Jerry, that's a good statement. And also, look in a mirror and appreciate what you see. And if you do look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, have the courage and say, I need to change. I need to change my life. I need to change who I am. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we have to have what a lot of people may say as a come to Jesus meeting or a, a, a reflection meeting with ourselves, and it's okay for us to make that change. The bigger cowards out here is the ones that look in the mirror and are afraid to make that change when they know for a fact they need to change and they're okay, and they're content with looking in a mirror and not doing anything about it. That's when you lost. But you can always win by checking yourself, reflecting, and doing something about it. Your aha moment can start right now. State of the Saints podcast, it can start right now. You heard uh, people vulnerable come on this show and express themselves about how their life has been and some of the the situations that they've been through. That's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay. It's okay, folks. I know this is a sports show, but it's okay to be vulnerable sometimes. It's okay to shed tears and cry sometimes, man. Sometimes in, in tears, that symbolizes a breakthrough it symbolizes a breakthrough man you know but the final thing I have to say about Richard Sherman guys a great player great football player before this I was one of those people that was lobbying and I was hoping and I was very optimistic that the New Orleans Saints was gonna draft I mean not draft him but pick him up I was very optimistic about that Sean Payton talked about how he feels like you know he's one of the best players he ever seen. He's one of the smartest players he ever seen. The Saints drafting Paulson Debo. I think that would have been a good fit. That 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 uh, Stanford uh, connection, the former wide receiver connection, the Chris Rashard connection. But as of right now, as of today, at this moment, I do not want to see Richard Sherman on the New Orleans Saints. I want to see Richard Sherman whatever he's going through, deal with those situations. Not only do I not want to see Richard Sherman on the Saints, I don't want to see Richard Sherman on any NFL team until he gets himself together. Don't know what's going on with him, but I hope he gets it together. I hope he finds peace, whatever he's dealing with, and I hope his family finds peace, and I hope they'll be able to heal together and this is no way shape or form justifying what happened first off i don't know what happened you know but i just know that that behavior is not what normal everyday individuals do when they are dealing with difficulties that i do know the saints will be all right saints they have some young cornerbacks they got some, some, some cornerbacks out there that the Saints can sign. We're going to have training camp in a couple weeks. A lot of these competitions are going to be intense. They're going to find the right fit. Rather it's on the team or not here yet, but they're going to find it. But I hope Richard Sherman finds himself. This has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Before you go, Go ahead and get a show a golden thumbs up. Let everybody know that you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. If you have not already and you're on the fence, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. You can also check out the State of the Saints podcast on Twitter and Instagram at State of Saints. State of Saints podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS. You will save 20% off on your purchase of all Manscaped items. Rather, it's $100 that you're spending or $10. You will save 20% off. You all take care of yourself. Much love to you. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?